Welcome to the New York Lucis Trust Full Moon Meditation Meeting. Each month we work together as a group to contact, hold, and distribute spiritual energy in the service of humanity and all life forms. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org, L-U-C-I-S-T-R-U-S-T dot org. So, it's time to begin. A very warm welcome to you to those of us who are here at um, UN Plaza, just opposite the United Nations in New York, and a warmest welcome to everyone who's listening in to this Full Moon Meditation meeting and um, broadcast. Um, it's the day. It's the day before Thanksgiving here for those of us in who live in the United States. Um, so we're holding the meeting. That's why we're holding the meeting early. The actual full moon is on. Um, uh, the actual full moon is on. Oh, we have it. I have it here. Is on November the twenty-third, the day after Thanksgiving, um, early in the morning at twelve thirty-nine, just after midnight. Welcome. So, full moon meditation meetings. All about cycles, endless cycles. In an esoteric worldview, time is mapped by cycles. Lesser cycles circle through their romantic, their rhythmic dance within greater cycles. And in the process, divine qualities pulse into the psychic, psychological, and social environment of the kingdom of nature known as Homo sapien, with peaks of intensity and periods of quiet. Immersed as we are in time and space with our brains, whenever we're in incarnation, it can be very difficult to see these cycles at work. We have to train ourselves. Our brains and our eyes are conditioned to see little beyond events as they play out in the limited span of years, of generations, of decades, and even of centuries. Teachings that have stood the test of time remind us that humankind is, as a species, on a path towards wisdom, and hence the term homo sapien, meaning wise men. As cycles coincide, they build up to peaks of initiation, marking the beginning of a new chapter in the journey through time as humanity proceeds on a destiny path towards wisdom. Full moon meditations represent a lesser cycle in the working out of this destiny path, spanning the 12 months of the year, with three festivals setting the note for the year, followed by nine festivals that flesh out this note with specific qualities and opportunities, and that shine light onto different areas of the psyche and different aspects of the bigger cycle of transition into Aquarius. But as we pay attention to the regular rhythm of these lesser cycles, these full moons, we can begin to gain insight into the greater cycles and equip ourselves to approach ideas like initiation and the coming of the world teacher without being too much caught up in the glamours that such ideas can often attract. Shifting relationships between zodiacal beings, starry presences and the qualities of the seven cosmic rays bring their unique energies into the inner environment on each full moon. They condition the steps along the way towards wisdom. And over time, 
These energies trigger the evolutionary development of the self in the billions of incarnated human lives, just as they condition the long process of transformation and transforming the consciousness of the species. The monthly rhythm of meditations and meetings help the community of Aegis Wisdom students around the world to pay attention, inviting the intuition to reveal new layers of meaning. And every month when we work with these meditations, wherever we are in the world, we can imagine the intuition shining its light and gradually us increasingly beginning to recognize that light. Today is a day marked in the regular outer cycle of celebrations and festivals in the U.S. as the day before Thanksgiving. While on the esoteric calendar, it's the first in the five-day cycle of the Sagittarius full moon. Sagittarian energies affect the role that objective and purpose play in the lives of individuals, of nations, and of peoples. It's about orientation. The subtle energies pouring into humanity send a quiet background electrical charge in our sense of where we are heading. True idealism, in other words, ideals that bring inspiration from on high, can be stimulated by these energies. And we're invited to pay attention to the quality of persevering devotion during the Sagittarian full moon. Because of the relationships and the alignments that take place during this full moon, we can expect intuition to be enlivened. And we're offered a vision of the disciple moving steadily forward upon the plains of the earth. Sagittarian impulses bring with them a certain steadiness for those on the path. Spiritual heights and depths fade out, and they can be replaced by a slow, regular movement between the pairs of opposites. While this is all about purpose, the focus is not so much on the purpose that arises out of an intense or passionate vision of a new goal for that can be a short, often overstimulating focus that quickly burns itself out, and sometimes leaving a sense of failure and depression. The quality of purpose that Sagittarius brings to the disciple is more about the plodding general orientation of the life. The archer learns to stand poised, feet on the ground, free from distraction, with the eyes focused on the next step ahead. And the keynote for meditation summarizing the opportunities for the disciple is I see the goal, I reach that goal, and then I see another. It's a very practical image. In common parlance, it seems to be staying one step at a time. Take your eyes off the big goal or keep the big goal in the, distant, in the distant vision, but focus on one step at a time. And don't get lost in the far-off vision or frightened by the apparent immensity of the transformation the personality needs to go through on the discipleship path. 
all the immensity of the transformation humanity needs, needs to go through as we transit into right relations, or for in our modern parlance, as we transit into a sustainable, equitable, global civilization. It can seem a daunting, sometimes almost impossible task. So in Sagittarius it reminds us, one goal at a time, one step at a time. So let's pause for a moment as we ponder this keynote. And remember that through this pondering, what we're seeking to do is to create an energetic environment that will evoke an intuitive sensibility about life and all events. Remember we're doing this as a group, as a group mind and heart, seeking to enter into the livingness of the Sagittarian energy enter into the livingness of the archer as the archer moves off the white horse, stands with solid feet on the ground, so that we can grow an understanding of what this unique combination of Sagittarian energies means for disciples in the world now, and even more importantly, what it means for the group of world servers. united as a group seated here and as a group listening to this broadcast, let's enter into a moment of silence which will follow with sounding together the Gayatri. Give us sustenance to the universe, from whom all things proceed, to whom all things return. Unveil to us the face of the true spiritual sun, hidden by a disk of golden light, that we may know the truth and do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet. As we do this meditation work, particularly as we're meeting in the early afternoon here, and we have good vision, we're looking upon the house of the United Nations. And so through all of our thinking, it's as if we can imaginatively sense the archer moving off the white horse to stand firmly on the ground 
in the center of this building, in the center of the world disciple humanity. We seem to be passing through a dangerous time in the world. Things that might have appeared to be stable now look to be uncertain. Nations that until quite recently thought themselves to be on a trajectory towards a more egalitarian Aquarian future are in turmoil. Cooperation between nations is suffering in response to the increasing tide of refugees that's bringing chaos into regular normal migration patterns. Elemental forces of separation have burst forth into public discourse. And too often it seems these are met by doctrinaire, simplistic, often sentimental views of liberty, equality and fraternity from the traditional left as well as the right, all representing the glamours of Aquarius. And so it is that we have increasingly polarised public spaces dominated by angry, frustrated voices and shouted slogans. This all feels like a very scorpionic environment where thinking people of goodwill are being tested and pushed to extremes as they are confronted by their own hydras. It's as if the modern story of an evolving global consensus around values of cooperation and multilateral action is being held to the fire to see how real and deep that consensus is. And clearly, Humanity is not as far on the road towards interdependence and wholeness as it may have appeared from the triumphs of 2016 when the Sustainable Development Goals were proclaimed by the nations of the world in a special session of the General Assembly of the United Nations that was preceded by the high ritual of the address by Pope Francis. And as a further boost to the sense of future possibilities, 2016 also saw on the international stage the dramatic and hopeful conclusions of the Paris Climate Accord. Yet, the reality is that all was not so well. The climate agreement was preceded by the violent acts by separatist religious fanatics in Paris. And earlier in that year, Britain voted to leave the EU and the US voted in significant numbers to replace the global vision of interdependence with a new emphasis concentrating on national interests. All of this has produced something like a shockwave through the group of world servers around the world, and it's taken some time to adjust, time to let the dust settle, so that the group of world servers might be envisaged as entering Sagittarius this year a little scarred and fatigued, but with a new and healthy dose of realism. Those who find their life meaning and purpose shaped by a vision of the plan and a vision of future possibilities are now in a much better position to manage the glamours and superficialities of Aquarius and to direct their energies more fully into the shaping of cultures aligned with the Aquarian soul. And so servers now are called to go beyond the simplistic slogans of unity and diversity or wholeness to find the living essence of these slogans and also to 
adapt the Sagittarian approach one step at a time. For this is a time to explore what works, what truly advances the causes of sharing and allows polarized communities to work together for what is good and for the benefit of all. Goodwill is flourishing in this environment, and it's even more important for those who seek to observe the world with a trained esoteric eye to shine a light on these expressions of goodwill and to learn from them. It's even more important now than perhaps it was five years ago, ten years ago. So it might be useful to look at the group of world servers through a Sagittarian lens. Drop the focus on the hydras and try to discern what's happening to the archer, releasing one arrow at a time. Amidst the changeability and fluidity of the mutable cross, what signs do we see of a more stable and solid idealism emerging, something that's more reliable? How is the intuition revealing the presence of the sacred? Where is cooperation emerging as a tool for building a better world? The UN's Marco Toscana Revolta addressed this during his talk at the Wogable Seminar here in New York a week and a half ago. And I want to focus a little bit really on what Marco was talking about. He was reflecting on signs of movement in the will to cooperate and harmonize our actions for the common good. What happens at the scale of relations between governments reflects what happens at the scale of relations within a country, within a community, just as it reflects what is happening in our own individual lives and our own relationships. The story of the development of right relations in the critical decades following the Second World War can be usefully viewed as the story of the care and attention human beings are willing to give to develop the muscle of cooperation. It's a new muscle. It's been there in very much earlier times. It's been largely lost, and now it must be recovered. Viewing human consciousness as a field, Marco noted that more attention tends to be given to cooperation at the international level than it is at the individual and small community level. And this suggests we might usefully look for Sagittarian persistence in realms like education for cooperation, the whole profession of the psychology of cooperation, and the practice of cooperation between organizations and organisms, including religious, religions, esoteric groups, and so on. There are efforts to develop genuine cooperation between different partners, and these deserve our attention. Marco reminded us that the UN Charter represents a fundamental turning point in the history of humanity, because for the first time, it introduced the concept of international cooperation, not just in itself, but cooperation for development, for the betterment of life for all. We the peoples have undertaken, Marco said, to care for the development of the planet. We've agreed on it. And this agreement was a sign of an emerging common human will and a sign, in Marco's words, of 
the liveliness of humanity. The world disciple having a little shake and saying, I'm alive. The Charter's been around 73 years. Marco's words, that's 73 years young. For in human history, 73 years is like the blink of an eye. It's nothing. We're only beginning to come to terms with what this means, what the Charter means for us, and particularly what it means for us as individuals to care about the development of the planet and to care about relationships within the planet in such a way that it affects our identity. Referring to developments in international law, to the hugely expanded number of governments that now make up the United Nations and the complications that brings with reaching any agreements, and the staggering increase in the numbers of people, organizations, and associations working to develop a better world, Marker referred to the past 73 years at the UN as evidence of, in his words, a massive explosion of the will, culminating in the unprecedented level of engagement around the world with the Sustainable Development Goals. And this is Sagittarius. Nations and individuals are orienting themselves towards cooperating with others for the common good, and they're doing so in a quite scientific way, with concrete goals to achieve by 2030, with specific targets to achieve almost year by year and to be measured. The muscle of cooperation for the common good is developing because of the attention and care that's been given to it by individuals, groups, professional bodies and nations. Marker also referred to this time as one of those special moments in history when our view of the world and of what's possible in the world is changing. Such moments don't often happen. And when they do, it's really important that we take them seriously because they're the time when progress can really happen. The difficulties facing cooperation are being highlighted by governments and individuals. These difficulties challenge those who value cooperation to approach this period through the eyes of the disciple. In order to find the wells of goodwill that feed cooperation, we have to dig deeper. These wells exist within communities around the world, and just as they burst out naturally in times of disaster, they can also be tapped in the most difficult of political circumstances. And this is the work that the group of servers is currently undertaking. So that, to my mind, is one lens through which to look at the service network. Another perspective comes from a recent article by Otto Sharma of the Presencing Institute. It's called Axial Shift. For those who want the web, this long um, web address, you'll find it if you look at the text of this talk, which will be online in a couple of days. He writes, Otto Schammer writes, of an axial shift away from what has historically been a divide between the left and the right in politics and between government initiatives and between government initiatives versus the free market and economics, the, a shift towards a new cultural and spiritual divide between what he refers to as open and closed consciousness. 
The upsurge of a closed mindset on the national and global stage challenges open-mindedness and open-heartedness, forcing a tremendous growth spurt in this new open level of awareness and causing a great amount of care, love and will to be invested in the task of building more open-minded societies, professions, economies and so on. And at the same time on the international level, Otto Sharma suggests that the challenges posed by resurgent nationalism is fueling a new spirit of entrepreneurship, creativity and grounded experimentation all oriented towards achieving the sustainable development goals. It's, to me, it was rather exciting to see that um, the Presencing Institute and that presencing work is making a direct association with the sustainable development goals, recognizing that these goals suggest the way forward. The section of the esoteric community working with a vision of future possibilities presented in the Alice Bailey teachings is also challenged by the current situation. The difficulties of this current period can be used to force us as a community to go deep in our thinking, which actually means to seek alignment in our thinking, to deepen our understanding of the teaching on the coming one and what it means to prepare for that possibility. It's in difficult times when the idea of the coming one seems so far from public, as far from public consciousness as, 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 as it has ever been. It's in such times that we're challenged to dig deep in pondering that possibility. It needs to be looked at with a fresh spirit. And each one of us in this work needs to find that freshness within ourselves, drawing on the soul so that it can be built into our living orientation towards the world. Part of this can be thought of as the need to shine the light of the soul onto the glamours associated with this possibility of a coming one. After all, history is littered with examples of groups inspired by a fantasy vision of the coming one. Examples in Christianity are well known, but similar examples can be found in most, if not all, of the world's religions and spiritualities, and also in so many of the revolutions and the radical upsurges and transformations occurring in nations. Yet after dogmas and doctrines and idealistic dreams are dispensed with, there remains a core truth of a world teacher who will bring the heavenly reality into incarnation for a new time, and who will bring a sacred livingness and enchantment that lifts peoples and nations into an entirely new quality of idealism. To prepare for this is to be rightly oriented to the will that is now emerging in humanity to create living relationships of sharing and cooperation. For this will is the sign that the teacher who will inaugurate and mark the beginning of the age of interdependence is coming. That teacher's group of disciples is digging in and preparing the grounds for his coming. 
we can train ourselves to see this process without concerning ourselves about the when or the where or the how, for that's not our responsibility. Others can manage that. That exists in the realm of hierarchy. Our task is to see the preparation underway. It's to train our eyes and our vision to be alive to the possibility and to hold the thought of imminence. Noting the hierarchical conclave in 2025 and noting the widespread time scale established by the STGs uh, up to 2030, while at the same time recognizing that our task is not to fix the dates or places to the reappearance. The keynote for our meditation in Sagittarius is I see the goal, I reach that goal, and then I see another. As humanity moves steadily forward, one step at a time, through whatever the challenges that are presented, with persevering devotion, on the path towards becoming a world disciple, so are the circumstances created that make the reappearance inevitable. So, we will work on the Sagittarius full moon, on the first day of the Sagittarius full moon, with the meditation outline, the full moon approach to the hierarchy. keynote of this meditation outline. He who faces the light and stands within its radiance is blinded to the issues of the world of men. He passes on the lighted way to the great center of absorption. But he who feels the urge to pass that way, it loves his brother on the darkened path revolves upon the pedestal of light and turns the other way. He faces towards the dark, and then the seven points of light within himself transmit the outward streaming light, and lo, the face of those upon the darkened way receives that light. For them the way is not so dark. Behind the warriors Twixt the light and dark blazes the light of hierarchy. Group Fusion We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity.
I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. And we extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. the higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energy streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought for Sagittarius. I see the goal. I reach that goal. And then I see another.
precipitation using the creative imagination visualize the energies of light love and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth and prepared physical plane centers through which the plan is manifesting use the sixfold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation Shambhala Hierarchy The Christ The group of world servers People of goodwill everywhere in the world And physical centers of distribution The lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. In the center of all love I stand. From that center I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy, streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. And consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the entire human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return. from the center where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, friends. Remember, we hold this point through the tomorrow, through the day of Thanksgiving, and on to the 
Friday, the early morning at 12.39 a.m., just um, just 12.40, just 40 minutes after midnight on Friday morning. Um, the next meeting here in this cycle and the next meeting for those of you who are listening into the broadcasts will be on Friday, December the 7th for the New Moon meeting at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and the Festival of Capricorn for Moon Meditation on December the 21st. That's on Monday at 6.30 p.m. So we look forward to seeing many, many, many of you here in these chairs and so many more listening in um, to the broadcast. Thank you, friends. And for those of you in the U.S. of, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you for your participation in this group service. Please join us again next month. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org.